Hey folks, welcome to another episode of Dabbling and Dribbling. You already know what it is. Before <laughs> we begin, we gotta just ask you, implore upon you, beg you to listen to us. You make us sound desperate, dude. <laughs> You're already listening this far, so I mean, just tell a friend. We're only like 17 like, seconds in. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, that's where we are with our recordings. But if you want to follow us on social media... We got the FB. Mm-hmm. They got all our information. They're selling it overseas. <laughs> I mean, help us. We, we need your, your support. We got the Instagram. And we got, uh, we got our Twitter. So, yeah, yeah check us out. What, uh, what are we talking about on this episode here? I mean, we talk about a couple of things. Um, Black Panther making history, which is super awesome. Mm-hmm. And other histor- historical things happening as far as um, investigations of um, who... Oh, right. I thought you were talking about UFOs. No, no. (laughs) No. Investigations regarding who had the audacity. To frame Roger Rabbit. No. To bite my queen, Beyonce. (gasps) Stop acting like this. You know. A guess. (laughs) A guess. No, but it is is an interesting tale. It is. And um, whoever you are. Watch yourself. You better watch yourself. Because <laughs> it is. It, we are not joking. Treacherous territory there. <laughs> you're you're trying to, you're trying to lose, you, lose money and right, lose your job and your right, life. Apparently, right. are, you, are you trying to play with death? <laughs> you flirting with death right now, biting well, Beyonce. They were apparently under the influence. So, but mm. there was NDA, so we were really not sure who it is. But thank you, Tiffany Haddish, for being so extra. I love you for that in every single way. It was um, swell. And then we kind of go into the March for Our Lives, which you were able to go to in New York. Mm-hmm. And um, and I was able to see via internet uh, being not um, altogether healthy. <laughs> so yeah, We get into that a yeah. little bit. But the March oh. for Our Lives was pretty awesome. It's just so great to see young kids, young people doing really cool things. I'm optimistic about the future. Absolutely. And then we dive into Pope Francis uh, ruffling some feathers. Ooh, man, he's—you said it best off mic when you were—you were saying, "Oh, is he pulling the forty-five on the Vatican, <laughs> where he just says stuff in front of a microphone, and the Vatican has to step in yeah. and say, like, yeah, we don't—we don't condone that tweet. That's yeah. just—that's just—we don't. No, yeah, no, yeah, that's no, nah, we're good. Pope Francis <laughs> does it again, and I—and we had a good conversation around that from a personal standpoint yeah. for each of us, and I thought that was—it uh, was absolutely. Interesting. Absolutely. And then we dive, I mean, we did talk about Devil's Wear, Devil Wears Prada in the beginning because you had some feelings about that, but I'm just going to leave it, leave it there. Yeah, fine. Uh, fine. But in the dribbling section, we talk about the NBA just being dope <sighs> all, all in all from the way that they're going to potentially do microtransactions, which we'll learn a little bit more mm-hmm. about once we, once you hear about it. Um, and just being the only league that hasn't gone to the White House. Listen, if since you, 45 has been president. If we split this podcast up with the first half and second half intentionally for people who are not as into basketball, sure. but if you're not into the NBA, I suggest you listen to the full episode here. Yeah. Because it it's so meaningful. It's so meaningful. And it just makes me love the NBA more. More oh, and more. God. It's lovely. This is it explains why we do this podcast. Absolutely. Um but yeah, and then our dope people are dope, and I don't know, man. Good We're ladies. Good ladies as we end off March, which is super yeah. awesome. It was a fun cast. Yeah, let's let's let people listen. All right, let's do this. 
What up, what up? Welcome to another episode of Dabbling Dribbling with Alex and Bry. Hey. Um, I'm excited for our 41st episode. Mm-hmm. Um, lots to talk about. There's a lot of things going on in our world. Um, but before we begin, as always, how are you doing, bud? Uh, I'm having one of those weeks. You and me both. Yeah. And Man, screw this week. This week. <laughs> but this too shall pass. This too shall pass. I've, I've uh, made an ass of myself at times. Really? I've, I've found people making asses of themselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it comes down Caught to... Caught some liars, maybe. Yeah, I've, I've played a little bit of Jessica Fletcher. Uh-huh. From no one got murdered, but, but I definitely solved some capers. Okay, um, okay. But okay, you know, okay. it all comes down to we're human. Yeah, ain't so that the truth. you live and you learn. How about you? I'm good. I had a little bit of a back injury after our cast last week, and so I've just been kind of... Okay, so you drugged up. I'm... Yep. I Literally, I, I took some muscle relaxers, and I'm like, I'm going to fall asleep in the middle of this cast. So I will say, <laughs> as you did the intro just now, mm-hmm. I thought, if viewers are listening... Viewers. <laughs> if listeners are listening carefully, mm-hmm. as carefully as I am, I've done 41 episodes with you. That was the most relaxed. <laughs> what up, folks? <laughs> It's usually it's usually a higher pitch if yeah. we measure the decibels. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. oh, she's definitely a little lower. Oh no, I'm like like the muscle relaxers like make you sleepy. Like yeah. it just like relaxes everything. It relaxes your eyelids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but this too, I will push through. Yeah, Man, you're a dynamo. I I mean, the you know I am temporarily able bodied right at this point, and so. You know, I'm going to be 31 in a couple of weeks, yes, which I'm very are. stoked about. I'm very excited about it. Um, I'm hoping people will get off my junk that I'm 31 and single. And that's my hope. 30 fun. Exactly. I mean, we're going to have a good time. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be it's going to be a lit birthday. Mm-hmm. Awesome sauce. Because I am a happy. I am a very happy person. But yeah, you, no, it's just yeah. it was just a, an exercise injury on my back. And when, when you dance on your birthday mm-hmm. celebration, you you're all in it. Yeah, like you're 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 live. Yeah, Beyonce comes out. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's like wow, she is like thriving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it's, people people stand and take attention <laughs> when when Brad's birthday comes around, and you're like, wow, who's that person dancing on the dance floor? And there's <laughs> hey. even one time. Oh no, wait, that was my birthday. Yeah. Our bar. Yeah, it was your birthday. That was my birthday. Yeah. Oh, but we were still having a good time. Yeah, and. You tried to set me up with Homegirl. Yeah. And then... I really thought... I mean, she was looking at you, but I didn't realize yeah, she was yeah. looking at... No, looking through me. Yeah. At you. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, she, you were a great wing woman I until did. it became clear that she was playing for a different team. Right. And I wanted to let her know, like, oh, honey, sweetie, thank you. And, like, I literally was like, yeah, yeah let's hang out. I had no idea until you told me later that night that she was into me. And I laughed oh, at yeah. you. Oh, yeah. I was going to tell you in that. I thought I told you in that moment, but Mm-mm. I was probably too drunk. No, Yeah, you definitely were. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. Only once I, a year. I, I miss our bar. Oh, God. It's going to be a fun birthday. It's, yeah, people will I mean, get you off get drunk, drunk on my birthday, too. Yeah, I know. But this year, I don't want to get drunk on your birthday. I also don't want to get drunk on my birthday. I want to be, be fine. I'm gonna, I want a nice buzz. I want to have a good time, dance my pants off. Actually, no. I want my pants to be on. Yeah, pants on. <laughs> everything everything together. <laughs> but like, I want to have a good time. When's so. the last time you drank? I'm trying to think. Uh, not too long ago. Okay. Like, But it was like socially. I don't like drink yeah, yeah, by yeah. myself. Um I drank uh, during one of our friends' birthdays, and yes, 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 yes. Um, and it was just 
you know, mm-hmm. my normal whiskey rocks, rocks that I usually get. Like a true Indian uncle that I am deep down inside. I see. Because um, I'm a misogynist and yeah, yeah. patriarchy I've is heard awesome. You say things about <laughs> women that are not flattering. Yeah, yeah. it's a it's a terrible to my really own kind. Your kind. I really do. That's it's terrible. Sorry, name. <laughs> uh, anyway. Well. Let's talk about some like things that are going on. So um, I don't know if you knew about this, but uh, Black Panther made history again. Did you know about the history that it made? It's the first African-American leading star and villain movie in history to... Say more words. Come on. You got this. Live Uh up to a hype of $500 million. Yeah, That's not a lot. I don't know how much movies are. It's significantly more. Um, It's a billion? Yeah, it's in the billions. It's already made billions of dollars. Dang. It is now officially the highest grossing superhero movie in the U.S. Of all time? In, in history. U.S. history, yeah. <clears throat> highest grossing. So past Avengers. I want to thank all of the white people that I saw going out to see uh, Black right? Panther. Because you, you. you all made this possible. Right, I'm sure. And not all the black and brown people that went to watch it no. like several times. Listen, <laughs> white people, you really came out for you your know, brothers and sisters. Thank you. Thank you so much, white people. I mean, is that half of you went too, right? Like, considering... I I did. I bought two tickets. One for myself on the white side and the other black side. I said, I'm also... This is is speaking to me personally, and I'm also supporting my brothers. Yes, you are. So, I mean, I think that's so dope. That's great. And for me, it's like, it's even cooler to think about it in the fact that like for so long there's been this notion of we can have too many black people or too many people of color in a movie or in a tv show because people won't go watch it right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and now to prove that literally there was one white character and he was a sidekick in black panther all right so i mean there was other there was other white characters too but like yeah. he was the only one that like you know what this is? You know, you know what we've done right now. What do we Hollywood do? has made a spectrum. Mm-hmm. It has said, "All right, we've done superhero movies with no black people, right? And we've done them with, with some. a lot. Well, They've yeah, done the, the middle. With the but we've too. done a lot. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't. But there's a like, it's either all or nothing. Like we right. make a lot of money when there's none, and we make a lot of money when there's all. But like the sweet spot in the middle, well, which is what uh, Avenger, like the Infinity War, is supposed to be, because it's, mm-hmm. a lot of it's supposed to take place in Wakanda too. So that'd be interesting to see how they play. You know, Captain America, you know, the Hulk, mm-hmm. Iron Man, Black Panther, all those kinds of things. So it's going to be hmm. super interesting how that kind of plays out. Did I mention the thing about Ocean's Eleven, Twelve, and Thirteen on the last cast? No. I don't, just in how I look at Ocean's that, Eight those, now. What? You know there's an Ocean's 8, right? With all a whole female cast? Oh, they're doing a Ghostbusters? Yes, but it's, you know, George Clooney's character? Yeah. It's her. It's his sister, played by... Um, How come there's only Sand- eight? Sandra... Oh, God, what's her Bullock? name? Bullock? Bullock. Sandra Bullock. What? Mindy Kaling's in it. Rihanna's in it. I know them. Um, Those are brown people. Brown and black people, yeah. 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 I, I feel they like... They have melanin in their skin. Um, so I was noticing the Ocean's movies. Mm-hmm. Only have two black guys being Don Cheadle and um, Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac. And Uh John Cheadle was like a scientist dude. Uh, He was British. Right, but he was also like 
Like, like he was a smart guy. He was the one that like yeah, made stuff. Yeah. They also had the Chinese dude. <clears throat> well, I was gonna say the only other cast of character, the character of color in there was the Asian guy who was Chinese mm-hmm. who only spoke Chinese. Yeah. But everyone understood him and yeah. he understood them. <laughs> he was a tiny Chinese guy who fit inside of boxes and did flips he and was things the, like that. He was the acrobat. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he didn't have many lines. That but he was comical though. His he was a comical character. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. just you had 11 cast members and you cast one Asian guy who was just comic relief. Right. And he's just very much an afterthought. And then you've got the two black guys, one of them being British. Mm-hmm. And then you got Bernie Mac. Like, you know, you could you could add more to this, a Latino, mm-hmm. some something. But Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for Ocean's 8. Though. Ocean's 8 might you know, do some good work. Yeah. And Kate Blanchett's in it and Hathaway's in it. Um, Helen, Helen Anne Ab- Hathaway's in mm-hmm. it? Helena Bo- uh, Bonham Carter is in it. I'm going to go see this movie five I'm, times. I, have. I mean, the women are beautiful, so I, I'm down. Oh, man. I'm um, a big fan of Anne Hathaway. Really? Devil Wears Prada, one of my favorite like movies. De- I do like Devil Wears Prada. Really? One of your favorites? Absolutely. Wow. What's wrong with it? It's the perfect movie. I find her, her character to be so annoying. You watch what you say. Okay. <laughs> You're talking about Anne's character? Yes. Not Meryl Streep. No, I love Meryl Streep's character. What, I want to be Meryl Streep when what, I grow up. What is the Minus problem? the divorces. Yeah, yeah well. <laughs> what's the problem with Anne's character? And I want you to be very specific and very careful. Um, how do you go to a job interview and not know who... Like, go to a job interview at a magazine and not know who the main editor-in-chief is? When you are interviewing for her job like her assistant job that doesn't make any sense so it's like uh, logically you're a northwestern grad i know you're smarter than that why are you so no dumb? i when she scoffs different. at the whole like of the whole like um cerulean color thing that yeah. happened about the belt or whatever they're so like they're so different but she thought it was like the same thing mm-hmm. it's just like you're working the fashion industry oh, get god. your life together oh like, god no <laughs> i don't agree at all with that That's... And, and then how she's like how like magically she fits into a size four now, you know, because she mm-hmm. she was a size six and like yeah. whatever. I love the storyline. I don't understand story women's sizes enough oh, to understand the drastic difference between those. Well, six and four are very similar to like they're not that mm-hmm. much of a difference mm-hmm. as far as like there. If you're if you ever go up a size from a four, you would go to a six. Oh, so there's no five. No. Wait, are all the women sizes? Even numbers? Most of them, yeah. It's like zero, two, four, four, six, eight. I've heard people wear nines. Um, it depends on like the store. It's like you know how like European sizes are are different than American sizes for shoes. Like yeah, because they're smaller people. Yeah, of course. Because they're bigger. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, like if I were to go to like any any like store, Banana Republic, Gap, you know Macy's, most of the things I'll see as far as like sizes will be even. Okay, so what's the difference in poundage between a four and a six? Am I adding two pounds? Am I adding five well, pounds? Well, that that doesn't make sense because it's all about weight distribution, right? Like yeah. I could be a hundred and thirty pounds and wear a size four. Yeah, I guess I'm just trying to decide. And you could also be like ninety pounds. Yeah. Well, you can if you were ninety pounds, you're like. A zero? A zero. Yeah, so I'm like, you know, if I'm a zero, zero, am I one McDonald's extra large fry away from a two, you know? I've never been a zero my whole life, so I would never know. I don't know. I Okay. And and I'm glad I'm not, (laughs) to be honest. 
As, I'm very as, happy where I'm at. <laughs> my my dad says healthy sized women are attractive. Whatever. That's right. I'm like, thank okay. you, Mr. Norman. <laughs> there you go. I I like uh, wisdom. Wisdom's from your dad. He's a wise sage. <laughs> but you can show up to an interview and not think about this. How if old I'm, is she in that? No, you and I would not mess that up. But if she is a Northwestern grad, how old is she in that movie? It's 22. 22. 23, maybe. I have seen 22-year-olds do but you're, terrible like, it's, That's like if like I'm that. going to like the Met Gala and not knowing who Anna Winthrow, Winthrow is. And what's her name? Anna. Okay. What's her face? Go. You, you keep. You keep. Anna Winthrop? When okay, you barely know the name, Thro- and I don't even know who you're trying to suggest right now. No, what? Damn it! What is her name? Watch this. Anna this is... Wintour. Anna Wintour. Ha. Anna Wintour. The one with like the short hair and the glasses at all the fashion shows. Yeah, you know what? I don't know who that is, and I don't care. You know, <laughs> you know, Meryl Streep's character is based off of Anna Wintour. I will believe that. Sure. All I know is it was a damn good movie. It was. I'm not saying it's not a good movie. What I just find her, I find her to be it's annoying. It's like going to the Met Gala and not knowing. If someone was said to me, Alex, I have a ticket to the Met Gala. Do you want to come with me? I would take the ticket and not know who it was. Who you wouldn't Google I wouldn't Met Anna. Gala? Yeah, I'd Google it and she wouldn't come up. Yes, she would. I'm just, right now, it's silent because I'm looking something up. <laughs> Mm-mm. And I see red carpet, heavenly box. She is nowhere. She is not even on the first page. Yes, of- she is. It says location Anna Winter Costume Center. Where are you? I just Googled it. Met Gala. I Googled Met Gala and all the on links. The, on the right, it says on Met Gala. Right. Yeah, location Anna Winter Costume Center. Okay. So I see Anna Winter <coughs> Costume Center. How am I supposed to know this person is still alive and what her affiliation is here? Google it. I go to the Roy Rogers Center (laughs) for a theater show. I don't know who that is or if he's still alive. Google it. I assume if it's named after someone, they're dead already. That's one way of looking at it. I'm flexing my ignorance (laughs) and unabashed. You're just, uh, I mean, I'm really proud of you for being so passionate. So, in defense of of this damn movie. Of. no, I for, you just made me forget her name. I'm so worked up. <laughs> Anne Hathaway? Yes, in defense of Anne Hathaway's character. Mm. She's a 22-year-old Northwestern grad who someone said, hey, there's a job opening here for the summer. Do you want a job in New York City this summer? It she wasn't said, a summer sure. job. It was a, it was a full-time job. She had graduated. Oh, yeah, that's right. She said, uh, yeah, I need a full-time job, and my boyfriend and I live in New York, so I will work in an industry that I know nothing about if it pays well. Oh, it didn't even pay that well, but she was like, I just need a job. Right. So she applied for the job, not knowing much about it, because it's New York City, and you got to make ends meet. I Fine. am a... I completely... <laughs> I disagree. her of any kind of <laughs> I disagree because I find her character to be annoying. Well, I think she <laughs> did everything right. But that's just me. Whatever. It's like someone telling me like they go to a Beyonce concert and not know who Beyonce is. Like that would be stupid. Like going um, to an interview and like... Uh, what? I don't know. I just really wanted to talk because, about Beyonce. <laughs> no, because the magazine is not named after her. It's a different title of the magazine. Yeah. Anyway... What about Beyonce? Yeah, so in our segment of the Carters, mm-hmm. um, I would like to know who the hell 
bit Beyonce. I heard whispers about this. So, for those of you who are hiding under a rock like Alex was, um, mm-hmm. what are you eating? Oh, the, the apple. last piece of this apple. Um, so, um, our girl, our favorite girl, um, what's her name? Beyonce. Well, not Beyonce, specifically. Um, I'm just looking for the GQ article. There it is. Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish did a GQ interview where she talked about a bunch of different things. Um, and specifically, um, she talked about the selfie picture that she took with Beyonce at after the Jay-Z 444 concert. They had an after party, and she went to it. And um, all she said was, uh, at one point, um, you just some some girl did something to Beyonce, some actress, and Beyonce got mad, went to Jay-Z and said, what the hell? Like, what is this girl doing? Um, what is Becky doing here? Essentially. Well, it's not Becky, but like someone, like something happened in like in this in this interaction Beyonce had with this person. Yeah. And Beyonce kind of went out and like was pissed about it and then came back and was hanging out. And then someone told Tiffany Haddish, oh, did you see that crazy bitch like, yeah. you know, bit Beyonce? And Tiffany's like, what? Bit Beyonce? But, um, and then Beyonce is at the bar. So she goes to Beyonce and says, did she really bite you? And she was like, yeah. Uh, she's And then, and that's when... Um, Tiffany had to like she's gonna get her ass beat tonight like she mm. was like no one bites Beyonce and pretends like nothing happened right like we're gonna <laughs> no one bites the queen <laughs> absolutely um and then Beyonce basically says like no Tiffany leave don't it leave it alone she's on drugs um so there's a lot of Wait. speculation she like the, the girl who bit her oh, is on drugs oh okay and so um and <laughs> I thought you meant Tiffany Oh no no the 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 girl who bit her so I'm like the methamphetamines I'm about so to I'm curious to know like one what happened because she stormed to Jay Z and said Jay come here this bitch and like started talking to Jay Z about it and you know when all of the like a lot of stuff were happening there were people there that saw what happened like Chrissy Teigen saw what happened and all these different things so people know who did it and it was literally a trending hashtag this is hilarious who bit beyonce this is hilarious. and i myself was like who is it we're ready like who wh- what in god's green earth i hate that you think you could one <laughs> go ahead can i just have this moment please go ahead. you had your moment with Anne hathaway okay let me have this moment it's fine <laughs> like what what high ass basic ass bitch ass move is biting somebody like i get biting like foreplay biting like love bites and things like that but you just bite beyonce bite anybody at a party i have many questions ask please where did you bite her sure i'm assuming somewhere in the face face or arm okay um did this person have their wisdom teeth I have no idea. Okay. I could murder she wrote this real quick. <laughs> um, I want to know who was at the party. You know that game of, well, there's Clue, but then there's that other game where you have to, like, guess who? Yeah, the guess who game, the, yeah. Where you flip people yeah. down on the board. I want to do a guess who with this this whole party. I mean, people are thinking, um, <clears throat> like, it may be Lena Dunham. A, a lot of basic Lena white. Dunham was there? Yeah, that's that's what I said. What the f- what, like, why is she Sorry. there? <laughs> Are you okay? No, I just, I was just, I don't know why I feel so strongly about Lena Dunham. I do. I didn't, I, Cause you know, she likes to gentrify yeah. the look of Brooklyn in her, in her, uh, 
yeah. in her show. Yeah. Wow. But anyway, this jury's still out. No one knows. Like, no one publicly knows who it is. Uh, Chrissy Teigen. Signed a not. I heard there was a non-disclosure agreement signed. Uh, who keeps I, that at a party? Beyonce. <laughs> She's like, everyone, everyone, real quick. <laughs> because it's been brought to my attention that this is now trending on hashtag. Mm-hmm. We have uh, the help of bringing out non-disclosure <laughs> agreements. If you could all just sign that before you leave. And mind you, this party happened months ago. And so, like, Tiffany um, talked about, like, ha- wanting to beat, like, she was going to get into a brawl with somebody. But mm-hmm. she didn't say why. Like, she said it on the Ellen show, I believe. And, like, but Beyonce, would, like, stopped her from doing it. Mm-hmm. So, like, this now makes sense. Like, someone bit the queen and she was like, I, I will forever defend you. Cause and she was cute. She was just like Beyonce came up to her and was like, "Hi, I'm Beyonce, girl. I know you're Beyonce. You don't have to tell." Like it's if it's if Michael Jordan comes up to me and says, "Hi, I'm Michael Jordan." I'd be like, "Are you stupid? Of course I know you're Michael Jordan. Do you yeah. know who you are? Come on, come on. You're the second greatest player who's ever lived. Okay, watch yourself. What? What? <laughs> watch your mouth in my home. Just. Keeping it a hundred. So. Everything hurts inside. Wait, but but so if this person was on drugs, mm-hmm. I am imagining. I don't listen. How many people were at this party? Hundreds, Who knows? probably. So if I have to assume hundreds, if Lena Dunham is there, definitely there are a hundred people ahead of her sure. at least. So let's say hypothetically it's Lena Dunham. Mm-hmm. For a Lena Dunham. And I, again, I don't think it was her or have any reason to believe it was her. But for Alina Dunham to bite a Beyonce, one, I can see how it would get Tiffany mad. Like, who is she to bite the queen? Now, right. if Sade bit Beyonce, mm-hmm. there's a little more cred. If, yeah. if Kelly bit Beyonce, there's a backstory there. Right. You know? But for this person off the rails just like completely on drugs a, whatever yeah. i could see someone who's like a fan saying beyonce you're the best oh, i just want to bite you and they got yeah, a little no, this carried is a famous away person. this is an actress an actress who got carried away hopped up on drugs and alcohol and just Probably. bit them playfully versus the story that i thought it was where it was built off animosity no no this is and my understanding is that Tiffany can't reveal who it was because of the NDA she signed. Yeah, sure, she gets sued, and it could end someone's career. This could literally, and this is why you know I hate bee- social media. Because you know the beehive, me included, would be like ready to storm. End their career, it might end their life. There would be death threats. If I mean, legit, we are kind of crazy. Legit. <laughs> this is why I hate social media. The fact that you had a party. If we had a party, mm-hmm. your birthday's coming up. Yes. We we go. It to gets this, lit. We we get gets lit. Somebody comes into the fold who's having too good a time. They end up biting you. Okay? You better defend my honor. Um, I did. I told everyone I would cut someone. Good. <laughs> People held me back. Sure, and of I course. Was like I tried, but. Right, you know, you got some L sevens, right. you got some squares around here, you know. L sevens. I'm trying to put knuckles on this. You know what I'm saying? Catch a body. So anyway, catch my hands. <laughs> catch my hands. <laughs> Too so funny. The but if this happens in a space like this, a, yeah, it will not go into a hashtag frenzy versus all these people. Chrissy Teigen's a person, right? Yeah. Lena Dunham's a person. Mm-hmm. John Legend. Jay-Z. These are all people people. who had lives Mm -hmm. before they became famous. And so now that they're famous, 
they hang out with other famous people because right. they all work really hard. They mm-hmm. build up these industries, and, and they, they have feel cross they, cross um, industry relations yeah, and things like that. They yeah. know people who know people, and there's like this mutual respect around. You do an amazing job with what you do on mm-hmm. your TV show, and you're a great singer. And they just admire their their gifts as creative people. Um, now, when you go into a space that's roped off, closed off, right. you got millions of dollars in this room, if not billions. Right. Um, if anything happens that's a little weird, now it goes into a social sphere. Well, the only reason why it's even in the social sphere is because Tiffany, Tiffany Haddish, Haddish mentioned it in GQ. So, really, it's Tiffany's fault, but yeah, I'm still ready. I still want to know who it is. Yeah, sure. I super do want to know. But anyway, Beyonce, if you're listening to this, I got you, girl. And so does the rest of the beehive. So, anyway. <laughs> Um, let's see what else is going on. Um, so you were able to go to the March for Our Lives here in New York City, and and you had a, I mean, it was a long day. Um, there was a lot of people, from what I heard, um, but I couldn't go because I was uh, laid up. Yeah, I was laid up, physically unable to move. Yeah. Um, but I was able to kind of watch all of the video and the clips mm-hmm. of the March for Our Lives, and I'm just so grateful for this next generation as woke as they are i am i am floored by just the power of their 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 voice Mm -hmm. as well as their um self-realization of who they are and owning their privileges like a lot of the parkland students are like we know the only reason why we're getting media attention is because this happened in an affluent white community say it again white kids and the fact that we need to have 16, 17, 18 year olds saying that mm-hmm. is like, wow, shouldn't the adults be thinking about this? Like, I just don't even understand. So, so I just wanted to give a shout out to the young people that really did all this work to get this going, to do a national march. And they're going to do more. They're doing one mm-hmm. uh, on April 20th, mm-hmm. uh, anniversary of Columbine. Um so another walkout situation as well, um, but like there was there was someone uh, by the name of Naomi Wald Waldler. She's eleven years old, and she brought up like there's so many black women have been dealing with gun violence, mm-hmm. like losing their children yeah. because of police brutality, all these different things, and 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 it's an eleven year old yeah. articulating that's right better than eleven uh, a black eleven year old mm-hmm. let's name mm-hmm. that. Um, and I'm just in like uh, Yolanda Renee King, the granddaughter of Martin Luther King Jr. spoke um, when she was there. Um, there was just a lot of really powerful young women and young men speaking out and making this probably one of the more inclusive marches that I've seen. And I really appreciate that they're owning that. Because like, I was surprised to see certain people post on social media that they went to the march. Because mm-hmm. I did not see those posts when Black Lives Matter was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, oh. So for yep, I said it. You know who you are. Sit in your sit in your shit. Sit in it. I have no words. That I mean, I've like I'm I'm I've said this from the beginning. The amount of, like the amount of accolades and like people were getting uh, free transportation, Uber was doing stuff and mm. all these different things for this march. Where was all of that for Black Lives Matter? Uh, shout out to Starbucks for just their corporate push to talk about race, even though it got backlash <laughs> and they took it down in two days. At least they tried. It, uh, they uh, did some effort to capitalize. On, on the conversation, racial, I yeah, guess. Yeah. But 
And I just, I appreciate that, you know, these Parkland students are like, it's it's BS and they, they're owning up to that. Yeah. And I appreciate the Black Lives Matter folks that have joined with them mm-hmm. and, and like not making it like a us against them. I but, saw a lot of signs for Black Lives Matter. Yeah, which I think is like awesome. And uh, there was a... Um, if you guys follow Kid Fury, I, I'm thinking of posting this on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, if you follow Kid Fury on Instagram, he posted um, the NAACP is like one of their section like directors or presidents or someone who brought like thousands of people from all over the country to DC mm-hmm. and like was spewing out facts after facts of like why this is important, why so Black Lives Matter true. is important, all these different things. And I'm like, I'm so grateful that I'm in a I'm, we're in a place right now. <clears throat> and as much as like social media, as we talked about last week, mm-hmm. is like it can get really icky. Um, It's still, because of social media, they were able to mobilize mobilize in a way that is just like beyond anything that I can Mm -hmm. even imagine. That's the beautiful thing. And I'm grateful that though I couldn't physically go, I I was there in spirit Mm -hmm. and I was putting my money where my mouth was, like, you know, supporting those various things that I wanted to support. You know, nothing crazy or big, but Mm -hmm. just like, even if it's a couple of dollars, hey, Mm -hmm. I want to support this movement. And so... um, And forming an opinion around this, mm -hmm. to talk to people about this when it comes up, is like, you you have a a stance on this. Yeah, totally. So I'm just glad that it it made national news, and I'm appreciative that um, the students in Parkland are... And the organizers are like, we know that we're only getting this because of what we look like, mm. and you know, um, where we where it was where it happened because gun violence has been happening yeah. everywhere. There it, was a there was yeah. a student there was a young person from Chicago talking about the gun violence happening Shit. there. So if if this was a broke school in urban Chicago, no one would give no two. one would care no. at all. It's a poor community with disenfranchised people. Oh, that's unfortunate for them because. "Quote unquote," they have problems, right? You know, they they put they did that to themselves. But in Parkland, we don't have problems. It was in Parkland. It, it was supposed to be the safest like neighborhood yeah. to like raise your children. Yeah, and so that's why we're talking about it now. I'm glad that those students are self aware enough to bring that. To yeah, everyone's absolutely. Attention. And and to the teachers and the parents that raise them to be that way. Yeah, it's hey, it's a progressive way of thinking. And now it kind of gives me pause as a I am 31 already, and I think about the. 60s mm-hmm. and 70s and the way younger people were mobilizing then for Vietnam yeah Vietnam and civil rights and everything mm-hmm. that was going it was tumultuous and turmoil yeah. everywhere um, but older generations of people who were you know because they had they felt like they had to fight an established resistance of older generations mm-hmm. of 50 year olds 60 year olds and beyond who were saying young people you need to get drafted. You need to serve your right. country. You need to stop advocating for civil rights because we've already given black people enough rights. But there were still some people who were more progressive, who were older generations, people mm-hmm. in their 50s, who were looking at the younger generations of people marching on Washington and protesting the war and being proud of them. That's how I feel now. Mm-hmm. Now I, I get, you yeah. know, I always think of the young people making pushes against the older folk, but the older folk me now becoming one of mm-hmm. them, looks at these, this generation of teens coming up. I'm like, lit. I won't get to see all the changes I want to make in this world in my lifetime. It brings me so much joy to know you're the wave behind me mm-hmm. to fix some shit. Yeah. This gun stuff is complete. And you said it great. Like, 
It's so asinine. It's so it's as so, a ten, as a eleven, <laughs> as a twelve. People are fucking stupid this about dumb. this. And the signs that I saw, you know, drew attention to that. And one black boy, he was like twelve or something, holding up a sign that said, "I want black people in the United States to have the same rights as guns in mm-hmm. the United States." There, I found another one where uh, you know I don't know much about guns to say you know to say anything as far as regulation is concerned and they put a picture of a uterus like like how much do you know like about like label label this like label the parts of the uterus i'll wait and i'm just like oh that's funny that's smart (laughs) like i I get that i get that a lot (laughs) like that's awesome i said it very poorly but um, Mm. which is still super great which is super great that you know you want to right you want to regulate my body Do you know what my body is made up of? Do you know where's the fallopian tube? Figure it out. <laughs> Where are the ovaries? I have a general idea. <laughs> you don't know anything. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, but you also don't want to. I don't think uh, regulate uh, my vagina. So. No, I don't want. But some people in Congress do. Yeah, and that's you know their prerogative. All but right. I think we need to figure out where. Um, yeah, I, I, we need to figure out our priorities around guns, but at least with this younger generation of people pushing, it feels like, come hell or high water, this will get fixed. Yeah, I hope so. so. We'll see. Uh, what else is going on? So I came across a little doodad. It's mm-hmm. caused a bit of a kerfuffle in the Vatican right now. Okay. No, it's not the plaster falling off the facade, which did happen recently. Oh, so I they need to that. patch that together. If you okay. could donate some dollars to your local diocese. <laughs> um, this article came out from a 93 year old I say the age because he's formed this friendship with Pope Francis as like peers Mm -hmm. these men respect each other Um, and his name is not Papadopoulos (laughs) Um, did you play me internet oh here we are with the Vatican Eugenio Scalfari Okay. 93, an avowed atheist okay. who has struck and- up an intellectual friendship with Pope Frank. Okay. And so these two... Francis, know, but okay. Francis, but he's casual about it. Mm-hmm. Friends call him Frank. Really? Um, Don't be disrespectful to the Pope. Yeah, Francis. <laughs> so they talk about things, theory and otherwise, right? So he says, Eugenio, that in a conversation with the Pope, as it's written, he said that... Question of hell came up. Mm. So what do you think happens to bad souls after they die? People who don't repent. This is what he posed to him. I mean, there's like the idea is that they go to hell. Right. right? Yeah. That's the we well, were having in hell. At least the Christian ideology is like if you don't accept Jesus as your savior and mm. repent of your sins. Right. Yeah. If, if you don't have that faith, you would go to hell. That's the standard formula. Yeah. We're all on the same page with that. Yeah. That's what, like, most Christian teaching, yeah. Catholic, Catholicism or whatnot. Except for maybe Pope Francis. <laughs> Why? Because according to Eugenio, mm-hmm. he said, quote, they are not punished, they being souls. Mm-hmm. They are not punished. Those who repent obtain God's forgiveness and take their place among the ranks of those who contemplate him. Mm-hmm. But those who do not repent and cannot be forgiven disappear. A hell does not exist. The disappearance of sinning souls exists. Hmm. Hmm. I just thought about that. Now the Vatican is is claiming this is false. I'm sure they're denying it. Yeah. 
They're like, he's, don't listen to him. He's been drinking the, body, <laughs> the blood of Christ too much. <laughs> too much. Yes, because the, the Catholics believe that when you drink wine, you're actually drinking his Jesus' blood. Right. Um, it's not a symbol. Yeah. Uh, it's called transfiguration. Oh, or trans. Oh, it's not a s- symbolism? Um, Non-Catholic churches consider it a symbolism. Yeah. Catholic churches... I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like they think... Oh, the, the actual production of the grapes from the earth into wine, and then when is, it's blessed during the ser- during uh, um, yeah. I mean that's a, that is a sh- powerful yeah mental exercise. Mm-hmm. And wow. yeah, and like Catholic churches, they have mass every day, so like you can you can take communion every day. I mean, but Jesus's blood is infinite. Like we can just, just if there's all, anyone who has infinite blood, it's Jesus. Absolutely. Yeah. He has O negative blood, so he's like. Which don't, I believe don't don't, don't answer to everybody. Is it O negative or O positive? Oh, it's O negative because okay. I'm O positive and I think I can. I'm a, I'm a receiver. You're the, I can I can get anything. You I just want. take. Sounds about right. About okay. right. Eh. I would think you're an O negative the way you are in your life. Aw, thanks, man. Appreciate yeah. that. You got more food around here. Food? Yeah. <laughs> just donate. Oh, donate food. I'm like, yeah. What do you want? <laughs> I thought you were hungry. No. Oh, I get. I get. You were proving a point. Yeah, it's all good. You're a generous soul. Um, so this is making some waves in the Vatican. They're not so liking it. I mean, what are your thoughts? Well, this pope is by far my most favorite pope, and someone I How would. How many want. have we seen in our lifetime? Three. It was Pope John Paul. Pope. I think yeah, I think this is our third one, Benedict, yeah. and this is our third one. Um, one of the reasons why I like him is because he's a Jesuit through and through, um, and I loved my Jesuit education at Loyola. I wish I went to undergrad at a Jesuit school. Some people may not know what defines a Jesuit. Sure. So to be a Jesuit, I mean, I would first, you know, like read about it google it um but it's like i mean i mean that's like it's i've had this, a lot of conversations about googling lately. yeah Go ahead. so like it's the society of jesus um and they are known are the members of the society of jesus are called the jesuits and it's engaged in evangelism um and apostolic ministry um and they do a lot of social mis- um, missionary things like um their whole thing as far as being a Jesuit is concerned is like social justice um, and really like deeply involved in making the world better by um, by social works and, you know, helping the poor acts of service. Like it's very service related. So like servant leadership, mm. like very that's so ingrained um, in like meeting people where they are at. That's the impression I get. Um, and they seem pretty open-minded. Very open-minded, I would say. There are like Jesuit schools out there. Like Je- there, there's Jesuit universities out oh, yeah. there, and, um, high and, and high schools and yeah. things like that. And there's some Jesuit uh, schools, uh, whether high schools to college, that are a little bit more conservative. But mm-hmm. I went to a, pr- a pretty liberal one where the priest was openly gay, who was the who was the president. Ooh. Um, Spicy. Which you know they're celibate, but they're also. You know, Wait, you, aren't all priests celibate? Yes, but so. that doesn't mean that you're not straight or gay. It just means that you're just not yeah. having sex. Yeah. Um, but he, <laughs> he's like, I'm gay or I'm straight. Doesn't matter. I'm, none of us are having sex. Yeah, like none of nothing's happening. <laughs> well, I assume none of us are having sex <laughs> unless we are. Um, but so I, I mean, 
the Pope is, has openly been a, a very socially conscious Pope and has, you know, even ta- spoke about the Parkland students of like, this yeah. is great. We, they should continue screaming. They should continue, you know, we should be listening to the kids is essentially what he was Pope saying. Francis listens to the daily every morning <laughs> know, podcast. Right? And he's like, what the hell? <laughs> Literally. Maybe. What? <laughs> what, the, what the disappearing souls? <laughs> what the disappearing in the abyss? Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm still like, I'm always growing in my faith and trying to figure out kind of where I stand in my faith of like, what happens when you die? You know, do I believe in a heaven or a hell? And who am I to say where you go and where I go? You know, like, because I believe in a God, that means I go to heaven and you don't believe in a God, that means you go to hell. Like, I don't, mm. I, the God that I understand from the Bible is a just and loving God. And so I just can't imagine, like I, I've struggled with like thinking, I'm like, I just can't imagine him looking at you and being like, you go to hell just because you didn't believe in me. I just can't, mm. I just can't see that, you know? Mm. I think people, I think we as humans like the idea of heaven and hell because it helps create spaces of, um, order right like Mm -hmm. this is what is good this is what is bad and if you do things that are bad you'll go to hell and that damnation is supposed to be scary i mean that's what that's how like it was for me growing up right like it was like don't do these things so that you you know so that you're a good christian indian girl blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. um and you'll go to heaven um did they make you drink the blood of christ as a child mm -hmm. or did you have to wait till you're 21 no i that seems like a silly question. So, no. So, like, in the Catholic Church, you can you get your confirmation and stuff like that, at like, when you're eight. So you could actually start taking communion at, like, eight, I believe. My church, where I grew up, you had to be 13 or older to make the decision if you wanted to take your first Holy Communion. Isn't that interesting that you have this set of rules and structures telling you to do this certain tradition? Yeah. And then you have a society you live within telling you, you're technically breaking the law when you do that. Yeah, and most churches dilute their wine, just so you know. Well, but it's still wine. Right. But like what and you're not you're not taking a slug of it. You're like literally it's like a, a little sip. sometimes a sip, sometimes just a spoon of it. Yeah, but it's still technically yeah. And oftentimes it's kosher wine too. So it's what like is, dip- what's that mean? I don't know. I just remember going with my dad buying kosher wine. I've never seen my dad. My dad and mom do not drink. And my dad was like a lay leader of our church. And he needed to buy the wine for the church. And he's like, oh, we're going in here. I'm like, dad, that's a wine shop. Hey, man, want some bacon? Oh, no, thanks for Jewish. Oh, don't worry. It's kosher. Do you know what kosher means? No, but I mean, it's, it's we good. Went to, we went to like a like a kosher wine place. It yeah. was like a Jewish man yeah. gave us all the wine that we needed. Oh, by the way, they made kosher pork. Oh, I'm sure they did. They genetically engineered it, so that's a thing now. Oh, really? That's, you didn't hear. I did not know that. Are you are you pulling my leg? No, it's legit. Oh, really? It's no. like I've been no reported. Um, um, I mean, I don't. I have no comment of what mm. the what Pope Francis said, other than like, sure, it could be true. I like I, I didn't. I haven't died yet to know what like what is what. I've you know, I don't know. I still have that Tom and Jerry cartoon idea of heaven with the pearly gates and St. Peter's. Uh, yeah. They're calling names. Yeah. 
and I walk up, and you're on the other side of the gate, just like chilling with Mark Twain and people. Actually, I'm Mark, on the other side of the gate. Yeah, you're, okay. you're in it, and mm. you're just like, oh hey, Al- hey, that's my friend Alex. You can let him in. I'm assuming you die before me in this scene, by the way. That's so, cool. <laughs> we're very old, though. We're, we're very, super old. We're super very old. old. So it was fine. Um, but we get to come back as whatever age we want to in heaven. Right, so but so like a, so like around this time is when we come back. I'm sure. 25, 30. Actually, I think probably me at 30. I think 35 is going to be good for me. Okay. okay. Yeah. I think that's my. I'm in my renaissance period right oh, now. Right. So I've yet to make my best stuff. Um, and so I get up there and Peter's like, oh, this is, this is Alex? Oh, this is the guy you did the podcast with. I didn't like some of your views. <laughs> like, you listen to our podcast? Say, <laughs> Peter. Dang, um, are you that bored? Yeah, man. He's like, you guys are good, but not you, Alex. Well, it's good to know that I die before you, because I've told you you can't die before me. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm just following that. Yeah. I, that sticks I with me, that. and I'm trying to... That's why I eat so healthy. Is like You're like, I have to stay alive for longer than Brian. I'm living up to the expectation you set. Yes. I'm like, I'm I like Ruth Bader Ginsburg you. in this whole thing. Yes, RBG. <laughs> yes. Um, I, re- I remember my cross country and track coach mm-hmm. in high school i didn't really understand what jesuit was mm-hmm. in high school i went to a public school in st sure. louis same where in Chicago. yeah <laughs> where Not in St. Louis. we would compete against schools that were private mm-hmm. and religious affiliated mm-hmm. and they were christian mm-hmm. but they were quote-unquote jesuit mm-hmm. and i just assumed that meant like private Christian school like more private studies. or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's a denomination of Christianity or mm-hmm. something and so it is a de- it's a denomination of Catholicism yeah, yeah. so things that I just like okay they you know they yeah. study the, they look at the cross and he he would always say when we were running <laughs> if we were doing some kind of intense exercise if we take a pause or somebody needed some encouragement he said a lot of positive encouraging things sure and sometimes it was um, you know don't fall into complacency or whatever, things sure. like that. But one of the things I remember him saying uh, more than a couple times was, <laughs> Saturday's the meet. We got to go out there and beat those goddamn Jesuits. <laughs> and it, it got me so... It tickled my feather enough that I ran faster. I was like, right. God those damn goddamn Jesuits in their damn shiny uniforms well hey the jesuits have some power because my loyola chicago ramblers are in the final four of the I ain't even NCAA. Mad at you. you knocked off my tennessee volunteers and they hey we and i was tried. a nice person it did not did not you're better than me that's <laughs> gonna get you, you in those gates <laughs> i those those ramblers are something else so hey i i'll i'll do my hail marys every night before i go to bed <laughs> say a couple prayers for them and hopefully they get all the way but that'd be awesome anyway the the idea of it reminds me what his theory is reminds mm-hmm. me actually of uh, the Jehovah's Witness mm-hmm. concept of it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not quite the same. I had an ex girlfriend who was Jehovah's Witness, mm-hmm. and when we were we were in a Chinese food restaurant, when she explained to me the whole people, and I'm no expert, so this is just what I remember as a young person at the time was you when you die, you can go to heaven. There's some weird caveat to that mm-hmm. because in that religious faith, only 144,000 people get into heaven. So, like, there's a capacity limit. But Has there, okay. the <laughs> souls would get to, I, it was, <laughs> okay. they would go to heaven. And then if you didn't go to heaven, there was paradise on earth. Purgatory? So you would just, 
Um, but it seemed like it was better than it. Mm-hmm. Better than purgatory. Because purgatory is like supposed to be like this place of waiting. Yeah. And it's, some Christians believe that like when people die, that's if they're going to heaven, they're just there because like, like eternal be- angst. Yeah, and like you don't actually go to heaven until Jesus comes back again. Like that's yeah. the whole idea. And so, so you're just waiting in limbo. Yeah, for me, I I've come to a place in my faith journey where I've been like heaven, hell, purgatory, paradise on earth, whatever it may be, I'm gonna live my life well mm-hmm. knowing and doing my best to treat people with kindness to mm-hmm. love people the way that i believe god loves them mm-hmm. regardless of if they believe in him or not what would jesus do yeah but what would you i actually have the what would jesus do thing on my guitar yeah. you know like it's just it's like how am i how am i being kinder and loving people more mm-hmm. and all this like and that's why i'm not afraid of death like mm. Whatever happens after, like, cool. St. Peter, check my stats. Like, I'm like I'm not afraid of, like, death in that way because it's like, why worry about something that you don't have control over? Amen. You know? And so, like, for me, I look at it and I'm just like, did I live my life where if I did die today, in this moment, if I drop dead right now, that people can, well, hopefully it doesn't scare the crap out of you, but that can people talk about how I was kind to them, how that I... I, you know, lifted them up instead of tearing them down. Like, did I show the love of God to them without pushing it down their throat? You know? Yeah. I think, like, for me, I think that's where I'm at, where when I was like, do you believe in heaven or hell? I'm just like, sure. Do you not believe in it? Sure. sure. Like, I'm just kind of like, I, Who knows? like, I don't truly know. I do believe that there is an after, mm-hmm. like, after this time on earth and when my purpose in life is fulfilled, I'm ready to go yeah. and do what I got to do. And wherever that is, I do believe that there's spirit and things like in our world. Mm-hmm. Um, I notice it with, with Wrigley when I walk around certain places, he's very alert for some reason. And I'm just like, I think he sees something, you know, could be an apparition. Totally. And so, um, could be a UFO. <laughs> you and that damn UFO. <laughs> Friday didn't want me to talk about UFOs today. <laughs> I we'll did not. Table, want- we'll table it for another time. I didn't want to talk about it because I don't want the NSA to like. They're out there. <laughs> I don't know if they heard you. It was too quiet. <laughs> they may have heard you. The UFOs. The UFOs heard me. Yeah, That's I'm sure all that they matters. Did. That's all that matters. I'm on your side. <laughs> I come in peace. <laughs> I come in peace. <laughs> I don't know why I did the Star Wars side. You did the Star Wars side. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was it Star Trek? No, Star Trek. It was Star Trek. You look super prepared. I was. I come in peace. I come in peace. Um, I worked very hard to to like master yeah, the Star Trek it, side. You did it perfect. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, why can't? I mean, I think we are so wanting answers in our in our world. We want answers. Like, I want to know who I end up. Like, I remember growing up thinking, like, I just want to get to my wedding day because mm. then at least I know, like, because this is like mm-hmm, you know ten mm-hmm. year old bride. Because like in my community, my culture, when a girl is married, she has her career finish. career is done. Her like her career is taken care of. Like she's finished school. <laughs> And now she's, you know, to be wed. To be wed, and that. And that's the finish line. Right, but then when you get married, people are like, "When are you having your baby?" And then, "When are you having your next baby?" And what about your babies? It's like, oh my god. What about your fourteenth baby? Yeah. (laughs) What about what about your fifteenth baby? Uh, No, thank you. But I mean, I like we want answers to the future stuff that we don't know, and I think that 
that makes us not live in the moment of mm-hmm. what could be really, really beautiful, right? And like, and social media has kind of taken away from that because we're kind of like in the moment on our phone instead of like, like right now here. Like, mm-hmm. this is like the two hours that we spend here talking yeah. is like really the most I don't really look at my phone or, you know, care to look at it. Yeah, I've been texting people this whole session. Yeah, you're you an asshole. T- I, I didn't know you felt this way about being in the presence, so my bad. Um, but on the other side of this, and I like everything, everything that you said makes sense. Uh, the flip side of this article is the friend who is the atheist. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking from a spirituality standpoint, because like, someone might look at this and say, well, of course, this the is a- false because an atheist sure. is just doing this to cause waves. Right. But I would, you know, the... The common um, moniker against atheists is that they're not spiritual people. But for me, the whole idea of an afterlife for me, Mm -hmm. I don't... Some people will assume that an atheist will believe there is no heaven and hell. Mm -hmm. And they think all religion is silly. As an atheist myself, it's it's hard to define it for people who are wrapping their minds around it. I would consider myself like an existentialist Mm -hmm. who happens to be an atheist. Mm -hmm. And so... Being in the present and living a good life and helping people is very much a part of being in existence yeah. with humanity. So I consider myself very spiritual, but in terms of an afterlife, the best way I can explain atheism is in terms of an afterlife is I don't know what happens after I die. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anyone else does either. Right. And so I'm just fine not knowing. Right. Um, but there are other religions that will... Sub- subscribe um no we'll subscribe to some thinking and prescribe some ideas for how an afterlife will look but i mean who's to say who's right is it the christian or catholic version is it the buddhist or the muslim version Mm -hmm. like what what does this look like across all these different cultures that have um different books of doctrine around all this and I, i could flip through all of these pages and find one that i jive with or that i like more but there's no, uh, there's no objective litmus test to know if, you know, at the end, who's right. right. So you go to heaven or it's not heaven. Right. It's someplace completely different. Right. And then this deity comes out that is a not man or woman or trans. It's just a thing you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. And it says... Because God um, has both feminine and masculine qualities. And if you read all, the Bible it, carefully. There you go. And she says, it says... Mm-hmm. Uh, Actually, the answer we were looking for was Mormon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were looking for Mormon. Mm-hmm. So anyone else? Sorry, but thanks for playing our game. Yeah. You know, like you, to live a whole life under one umbrella of doctrine to say, you know, if people are in a religion to, to hang their hat on a bet in the afterlife, and it's probably not the best way to live a religion. But if you're doing it. A lot of it is be, that, though. Yeah. If you're doing it out of fear, like, you know, after I die, I hope I, I shirt up my bet. And put down enough, you know. And it's also for the people on earth to feel like you're in a better place. That's what it's for. If it helps you guide your life, if it helps people guide their lives in a way that is in congruence with their values of being a good person, Mm -hmm. then I don't care what anybody believes. Just believe what helps other human beings be well, be healthy, like whatever. Yeah. So anyway, I think this atheist partnership with the Pope, if they are friends, and this was said by Pope Francis... I don't it doesn't change anything under the sun right it's just none of us will know until it's over and if he, this is his theory then it doesn't it's not like the vatican needs to go and redo all the books right 
you know. Yeah, and, you know, really at the end of the day, let's live. I think I consider myself a pluralist, like where, yes, I'm a Christian. You say and, pluralist? Yeah, like oh. like religious plur, plurality mm-hmm. is important uh, because, yes, I believe in God. Yes, I believe in Jesus, and I believe in those things, and I want everyone to believe in that. But I also recognize that we live in a, a flawed kind of world that not everything is going to be prescribed to everyone the same way. Yeah. And so again, live in the moment, love the people that yeah. you love and everything else. Like I'll say, let, let go and let God, let go. <laughs> let God guide this, yeah. this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, the, the, what pisses me off though, is when I hear someone who's Christian and I hear this, I heard this more as a young person, as a young person, you just spew out whatever you, your parents whatever teach you. Whatever your parents yeah. told you. And so I think I was dating someone at the time who was... I dated only Christians for a long time because I was in the Midwest. Um, I couldn't find an atheist. I looked yeah, high that'd be hard. Yeah, Social media was not around like that. Nope. So it was just, hey, are you an atheist? Hey, are you an atheist? Yeah. No. Dating in Chicago, I found mostly people who were Christian. Yeah. And I didn't find many... But they would uh, anyone else. Yeah. say stuff like, you know... So I have to, I'd have to ask them... So by your definition of believing in God and repentance, if someone has not repented and accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they go to hell. And my friends would say, yeah, that's how it works, because that's what they were taught, Mm -hmm. you know, by adults, which is another thing. Like Mm -hmm. to be an adult and believe that is one of the things that breaks my heart, Mm -hmm. like that's what I'm saying. God is a lot more complicated than that, that, that because and this is why like the love of God is very interesting to me because whether you believe in him, him her, whatever you want to call yeah. it, he still loves you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he like, still loves you. like he loves Bill Maher. He still loves Bill Maher, even though he did religiosity. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, Bill, some of your stuff's funny. Yeah. He's like, I thought that was funny. I think I think God has a sense of humor because yeah. I always, like, there's a saying, when you plan, God laughs. Like, it's like, that's funny. Yeah. Let me tell you what you're really going to do, you know? People, people want to say, you know, is God smart? If I asked any Christian that is God smart, they would say, yeah, God's smart. Mm-hmm. Like, well, humor is a sign of intelligence. Yeah. And who else would be funnier than God then? Oh, I think God is hilarious. Stand-up. Well, that's what, and like, and I think that's where... That's where, I, like, my notions of who God is and who Jesus is has always has evolved since mm-hmm. I've obviously moved away from the Midwest mm-hmm. and have, you know, been wrestling with my faith journey and things like that, that, you know, sure, there is that doctrine of, like, it's black or white, but there's so much gray. Mm-hmm. And for me to just say that this loving and just God won't have this baby go to heaven yeah babies like babies i just don't like that doesn't just because they didn't have the like caught like the cognizant idea to Mm -hmm. the cognitive you know where wherewithal to be like i believe in god i believe in jesus and the kid who's born in india Mm -hmm. who's a hindu Mm -hmm. because he was born in india Mm mm-hmm so and, the, and and people say like well now with technology everyone knows the word of God and Jesus I'm just like sure <laughs> but like you're make you're making now with technology yeah but think, thinking about this like they're making a very big God seem small right and like and that's where and that's where my my when people like say like well no being gay is bad it's like mm, mm. let's talk about that more like you shouldn't have tattoos I'm like Let's talk about that more. That's really what he cares about. Yeah, I'm like, I don't think, like, 
there's so much more and I think religion and spiritual practice is important um, because it gives some it gives it gives guide guidance and guidelines for people but beyond that if it's more to you that's great and if it isn't more to you that's fine too um, and for me it is more for me because of who I am and and the things that I've gone through in my life but like you know like it's not that it's not that complicated but mm. also complicated it's a process it totally is a process it's a process I but to just that one point that you made about with technology mm-hmm. everyone should be able to like, tap no. into mm-hmm. the knowledge of who is the supreme deity that mm-hmm. we should all be following I mean that's what evangelism evangelism is uh-huh. evangelism is well, I mean, think about that premise. Someone saying, well, because of the internet, there should be no excuse for that. Really? Mm-hmm. Do you know how to change your oil on your car? Because <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, there's just really no excuse for that because you Google it. Do you know how to code a website? Okay, well, then I'm asking you to break away from your complete family traditions if you're a Buddhist kid raised in Thailand mm-hmm. and your entire family and your family's family yeah. is Buddhist and your temples are Buddhist mm-hmm. and there's no Christian anything anywhere to Google, hey, what's the meaning of life? Mm. And say, oh, to be a good Christian and follow these principles of Jesus Christ. And then your parents say, all right, we're going to go to temple. And you're like, hold on, hold on, I'm reading this article. Right. I think we're... I think, I think we're, we're messing up. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's hard to like, and it's hard to break away from what you've been taught, whether you've been taught as a Christian to break away from that or, you know, break away from that from either believing something else or nothing at all to, you know, converting to any other religion, you know, wherever you are. My bet's on the Aborigines in Australia. Let's do it. I, I think whatever they're cooking on. <laughs> they, they, have, they, have, they got something working. I think it's super, as one who doesn't really like mainstream anything. Yeah, it's you, super abstract. I like the obscurity of world religions that are not <laughs> Judaism, Christianity, Islam, Buddhism, or Hinduism. The big five. The big five. But if you got something really obscure <laughs> cooking, I'd like to think a, a tribe of like 2,000 or less people. Like, know what they're talking the, about there's this old proverb yeah there's a guy what did he oh Pete Holmes tells this I'm mm-hmm. just gonna tell his story but this Irish family there's a son and his dad and he's just sitting by the campfire and he's like thinking one day I'm restless I'm mm-hmm. a young man I need to go see the world and I need truth and I need to know what is purpose you know what, mm-hmm. what is this so he leaves and explores and goes all over the world to these different religious sites and temples and he spends time meeting with um, meditative monks and he you know, deepens his mind and he does meditation and he gets grounded and he comes back to Ireland and he sees his dad and his dad sitting by the fire and he says, hey dad, you know, I do this meditation practice and you would really love it. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps calm the mind. And his dad is sitting looking at the fire saying, son, I already have a calm mind. Mm. It's like, what is, what is what is mindful relative to another person is completely subjective. Yeah, totally. It's so, it's so mind-boggling. Yeah. I think the aborigines. <laughs> well, hey, way to go Pope Francis for allegedly shaking things up. Um, ready to shake some things up and talk about some basketball? Let's do this. All right, let's uh, let's keep it moving. All 
All right, it is time to talk about some ball. Let's do it. <laughs> Why are you doing the shimmy? I'm excited to talk about this section of basketball. All right, where should we begin? I want to begin with microtransactions. Okay, f- you've like mentioned it briefly. I have no idea what you're talking about. Microtransactions. <laughs> it's the wave of the future. If anyone was watching you right now, would make so much fun of you because you just did a little shimmy to every single syllable. I'm giddy. All right, tell me what's going on. Tell me, what is microtransactions? It is the Bitcoin of the future. Oh my God. (laughs) If Bitcoin were a system to watch fourth quarter games for a more reasonable price. (laughs) (laughs) And not get NBA NBA Pass to to watch it. No, exactly. So (laughs) NBA Pass is the thing that NBA has been selling to fans for a while to say. Yeah, I was like this close to purchasing it for your chicago bulls i well it, i could yes but also i wanted the pass where i could watch all of the games oh yeah that's right and i think it's like league four, like the league pass which is like Not 40 bu- like the 40 bucks a month something like that right so you can watch any game which anytime. part of me was like me and alice could split that <laughs> right but then i was like no <laughs> yeah stupid. i wouldn't even watch that many games yeah. you know why because i really enjoy the highlights or the fourth quarter yeah. And so the NBA took note mm-hmm. and said, beginning next year uh, on NBA TV, we're going to sell microtransactions where if you want to watch the fourth quarter of a game or the last five minutes of a close game, pay 99 because- cents. Oh, man. That's smart. Pay 99 cents. You can watch your Blazers Rockets, you know, duke it out to the finish. Right. Especially now with social media where you get... You're seeing like mm-hmm. you know live tweets of like how the games are going, or yes. even like ESPN app or whatever. You're looking on your phone. You're like, this game is coming down to the wire. Right. I want to watch it. Watch this. Ninety nine cents. Oh yeah, you that's a Watch this game. That's cheaper than a song on iTunes. NBA <laughs> making moves. That's smart. Progressive. And you know who else is gonna do this? Watch. It'll take two years before the NFL, MLB. Well, the MLB will. They'll never. No. Take forever. Yeah. Um, and hockey. Do- They'll come around to this. Well, with with football and hockey, it's it's just such a different kind of game mm-hmm. that like. I mean, with hockey, no. the last five like five hockey. seconds, you can change, you know, just because yeah. how fast everything is going. And with football, it's just different because, it's all about downs and like where you're like. Yeah, no, but you still it comes down to the wire in both either yeah. way. With baseball, not so much because it takes you know, you're in your last inning that could take three hours. Right. I I'm time. exaggerating. Yeah. I mean, it could. A game could take that long. God, could I be used a thing. to love baseball. Um, the NBA, again, shows itself as one of the forefront innovators in professional I'm sports. I'm into it. I'm into it. Microtransactions. I'm into it. I And it'll be on YouTube? They are talking about YouTube. It'll okay. definitely be on NBA TV, but I've heard whispers of also YouTube as the well. The tubes of the U. Yep. I'm into it. I'm, right. I'm so down for that. So look out. Uh, next year, you'll be seeing it. Hall of Fame has like the people. They it's a stacked class. It's a pretty nice class. They haven't announced fully everyone yet, but there are three people who know for sure. Who are they? They're not. I mean, no surprise. Grant Hill, Jason Kidd, Steve Nash. Yes, and like. Pete Souza funnily said, "Sorry, forty-four, that." I think like he he posted a joke because it was like I think Grant Hill and Steve Nash were at the White House mm-hmm. with uh, forty four yeah. President Barack Obama yeah, yeah. and like sorry forty four that you could be the Hall of Fame like Jason Kidd took took your spot 
Oh, which I thought mixed, was like for like mixed people. No, just like because you know everyone. It was just a joke of like it was a joke and it like hey congrats to Jason Kidd, Grant Hill and Barack wanted to be a professional basketball player. I guess and because he was they were like playing they were they had a oh, ball or whatever. Okay. I know like Pizza likes to like talk about social commentary with the pictures that he's taken. Yeah, of, that's really what he was doing. Okay, that's all he was doing. Okay. Um. But yeah, they're they're going into the Hall of Fame for sure. This is something that uh, was expected, and good for Grant Hill too because he had a long career, but he had an up and down career. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of injuries that uh, derailed some of the great. His, if you watch some of the great legends of the game from the '90s, mm-hmm. sit around that I forget what it's called, open court or something like that, mm-hmm. where Ernie Johnson sits around with you know Shaq and Charles and like a bunch of guys who have played in the years. Yeah. And you talk about an issue. When people, I watched the episode where they talked about Grant Hill. Mm-hmm. And Grant Hill was on set. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to tell him that everyone thought in the 90s he was the Michael Jordan to be. Oh, yeah. Because he was just tearing it up. Mm-hmm. And Grant kind of shrugged it off and said, no, it was never. And they stopped him and said, no, listen. The talk around the league, everyone thought the numbers you were putting up this is the next elite player. Hmm. He was. I knew he was good, but when I looked at his stats when he was on the Pistons, mm-hmm. oh my I forgot, god! Yeah, I forgot that he was on the Pistons. Yeah. Oh, he was so good, yeah. and it makes me wonder about certain players who did not win championships mm-hmm. and had really good careers that then got sidetracked, derailed by injury. Hmm. A Grant Hill being one of them. Like you know, will they? Be inducted into the Hall of Fame. We just saw Tracy McGrady yeah. get inducted last year. So that's great because he had a similar career in that way. So when Grant went to go play with Tracy in mm-hmm. Orlando, yeah. it was supposed to be Grant Hill, the leader, Tracy McGrady, this kid from Toronto who will be like his supporting role. Right. Because Grant is more the Michael Jordan. Right. And Tracy, as we saw with Vince Carter, was supposed to be the Scotty. Yeah. But it completely got reversed because Grant got injured and Tracy's, you know, as a as a high school pretty young guy still out there Doc Rivers said when he was coaching them I had to ask Tracy to do a lot more because I didn't have Grant Hill so Tracy was scoring 30 points a game and winning scoring titles Hmm. so you know he had a good run of six or seven years before he got injured too Hmm. in his career so he took a similar path as Grant Hill so I guess the league is setting a precedence of you can have seven great years right and we'll give you a Hall of Fame title. Just I'm for, excited for him. Good. Yeah. Super excited for him. He's a great guy. Like, people say Grant Hill's a, a wonderful person. Yeah, and his... He, like, plays piano for his wife sometimes, I believe. Is that... Mia? Yeah. Doesn't she sing sometimes? Yeah. Oh, she's a great singer. Yeah. She's had albums. Yeah. So, congrats to them and all the people that are... That eventually we'll find out who else is... Um, I mean, we know a few people are... Are coming up. Yeah, but some Chris Webber action. Yeah, people are talking about. There's uh, Ray Allen's in this mix. He has not heard yet. Ooh. Yeah, come on, like. No, I mean it's. He'll definitely. He'll be inducted. I'm just like, oh, okay. This is this is a stacked group. No, it's. I mean, it's these are fun. people that this is post uh, post Jordan group. Like the post Jordan mm-hmm. era group. 
Oh yeah, I yeah. mean any yeah yeah. yeah. I mean like anything. Alan Iverson got inducted. Yeah, exactly. Vince Carter's still playing though, so he's gonna. Can to... I just say Vince Carter is like one of my favorite humans in the whole wide world because of him mocking Blake Griffin. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> His little shimmy like mockery of him, I was just like Vince, you yes, Vince is do great. whatever you want to do. Because you know how Kobe's career ended so Kobe fashion. Yeah, it doesn't matter. How many? How my shooting percentages? I'm gonna still take shots because right. I'm Kobe. I'm still gonna do 81 points if I can. Right. <laughs> Vince Carter, he's like, I'll play for whoever will let me play. Yeah. Come off the bench, sure. He's like, I just love basketball. He really likes playing basketball. And I love that he loves playing basketball. He's so funny. I enjoy. Him. He's. I think he will be a fun Hall of Famer in the oh, future. Yeah. I would definitely I, be in. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to hearing that speech. <laughs> um. So. I sent you a video of uh, the Celtics versus the Sacramento Kings. Uh Um, They did a PSA. Yes, they did. And I was very happy about the PSA, specifically because it spoke on saying his name, Stephon Clark. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of my favorite players were like Jalen Brown Mm -hmm. spoke in that. I was like, yes, I wish he had said more Um, because... You know, why not? Um, what do you think about it? Uh, listen. <laughs> listen. You don't want to get me started. This I'll league, reel you in if I need to. This league. <laughs> this league. Proves time and again mm-hmm. that it is willing to stick its neck out regardless of... It's all a business, right? Sure. What this speaks to is the fan base of the NBA is more receptive to this kind of message absolutely than other leagues mm-hmm. and it is at the forefront of progress socially in the united states mm-hmm. and internationally if we're considering like the toronto right. raptors but um this league is saying we're going to stand on the right side of history when it comes to social affairs yeah and that's going to be our that's going to be part of our business model yeah and you know and they're having more and more young professional athletes speaking out on these things like a Jalen Brown and like literally have such a crush on him I just like I I just want to like the way that you're standing is like how I like dope person number 30 or whatever (laughs) I forget what episode I just love how your your hands are like by your cheeks like I really like him (laughs) Jalen's the dude he's like I just am so appreciative that this league continues to not be silenced. We will not shut up and dribble. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what they said. I was just like, yes. Oh my God, my ovaries. Like, I couldn't handle it. Yeah. Um, I just think it's great that that's the... That's where yeah. the league is at. That, you know... And why I like watching basketball. Why I think it's important for us to continue supporting a league that will ha- will have coaches and players that are like, yeah, black lives do matter. And... Mm. And will wear I can't breathe shirts and will, you know, lock arm in arm with their fellow teammate mm-hmm. and, you know, stand stand or kneel in solidarity for for what's right, you know? I'm still waiting for a kneel, but Yeah, I don't I mean, I just I think they, they're doing other socially conscious things yeah. that kneeling is just you know It's fine. I mean it's in terms of alienating the type of public that probably really liked Roseanne's premiere um, <laughs> recently 
Uh, it was okay. It wasn't a bad premiere. No, everyone said it was fine. Yeah. It was good. Um, but it, it speaks to a certain cultural climate right now mm-hmm. in the zeitgeist of our time, um, which deserves a conversation. Like, I think, you know, there's a population that feels like it's been ignored for a long time. And so the way that Black Lives Matter uh, sympathizers and, and people who experience those kinds of um, hardships in their lives the way black people have is the way a lot of poor white people have in the United States or feel that they have for a long time. So just silent voices are being raised, but the NBA puts itself out there to say, uh, we're on the side of black people and we're on the side of social justice and we care that our athletes have families and friends who their lives resonate um, with these topics. Mm-hmm. Like this, this is important to our society. Yeah. And so we're more than just athletes. And I, I appreciate that the commissioner and establishment are taking steps to um, validate their players in that way. And it it makes. And I saw the next day, I saw the. I don't know if I saw a photo or I heard about it in an article. And I don't know when it happened, but just the idea. I was still waiting to hear if the Astros went to the White House. I the hadn't H- heard. Oh, the Houston Astros. The Houston Astros. Baseball. I hadn't, World yeah, Series. I had yeah. not heard. Mm-hmm. And I know they won the World Series, but you know you always get invited to the White House. Right. I had not heard if they went, but I was like, whenever that happens, or if it doesn't, I'll hear about it. Right. So I heard that they went, and I looked it up, and they did go to the White House. Yes. So that means that the New England Patriots, Mm -hmm. the Pittsburgh Penguins, Mm -hmm. and the Houston Houston Astros all went to the White House to stand next to a man. Cheeto? Cheeto. Uh, Cheeto Orange Cheeto Who I won't even go through the list of things But it's a long list He's a dumbass He's a dumbass He's a bitch ass Oh 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 Actually I wrote this down the other day I'll see if I can find it Mm -hmm. But I wrote down a list of things um, That I was like Why do I dislike this person Let me write this out Oh right Um, About 45 Yeah because I just needed to use words to describe what I was seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I, if I find it, I'll, I'll read it. But the uh, but then the only league of the major four in the United States that did not go was the NBA, who said, we'll go to D.C., but we're going to volunteer with kids. Yeah, locally. Like yeah. they're in Baltimore and D.C., yeah. And the reason we're not going, or we're not going to sidestep it, we don't respect the policies of this administration, and we think their leadership is incompetent. It's like I cannot tell. There's a there's I. It goes beyond anger for me. Mm-hmm. I actually get sad, and I there's a little bit of pity that comes into me when I think about the people who are fans of football, mm-hmm. baseball, and hockey, as passionate as I am about basketball, mm-hmm. who look at their league and think it's perfect, and they look completely past the social issues yeah. of this administration and don't see it for what. The way we see it, yeah, and they think, um, they think so highly of their Astros going to the White House, or they're indifferent about it. But it's just something that you do instead of the idea of no, these athletes are people who have a choice mm-hmm. and a brain, and they exercise it with. Um, they're not just dumb athletes. Yeah, yeah, I'm just like I wish you could know how proud I am mm-hmm. of this league totally. compared to the way you feel about your Pittsburgh Penguins and mm-hmm. your NHL is 
absolutely dog shit nothing right. compared to how I feel about this league. I'm not going to lie. When the Cubs won the World Series, I was so glad that Barack was still in, in office because I'm like, I just want them to go to the White House with like a sane president. Oh, my God. When when LeBron and Kyrie were on the White House green mm-hmm. with the trophy. Yeah. Talk, and like, you know, we were at 45 yeah. and Kyrie's bouncing around like a little kid. 44, you mean? Or 44. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. It was a big difference. And, so and, and they also, I think, didn't they also do like the... That that challenge where everyone like like freezes. What's that challenge called? Uh, the mannequin challenge. The, man- the mannequin yeah, challenge did. with them. Yeah, no, because he'll do it. Because Michelle Obama's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. It's like, oh God, ugh, I miss him I'm... so much. I found what I wrote. What did you? Okay, read it out loud, friend. <clears throat> I'm doing some writing exercises right now, just some free flow things that mm-hmm. I do from time to time. Um, I'm just generating ideas. So one of them was, I just had a crazy dream. This is the the thing. I just that had a, Drake uh, proposed to me. You had a crazy dream that Drake proposed. I'll cross this one out. Um, all right, just let me kidding. read this next one. Then. Um, I just had a crazy dream that we elected a raving, ignorant, insecure, petulant, misogynistic, narcissistic, egotistical, unfeeling, divisive, impulsive, erratic, moronic, incompetent, lazy, temperamental, spoiled, immature, humorless, dim-witted, racist, with tiny hands, who embarrassed us on a global scale. What a freaking nightmare. Hmm? hmm? I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> it's reality. <laughs> yeah. I, I had to write out the words. I was like, wait, yeah. is it just that he's ignorant? No, no he's it's that so he's also many... insecure. He's... Oh, and I just kept going. I was like, this is hard. Yeah. This is really hard to watch. Yeah. And like everything that's going on with like Stormy Daniels and that whole situation is also quite um, yeah. interesting. To say the least. Um, so that the Astros would go stand next to this person who is firing people on a daily basis mm-hmm. to bring in people who are on TV mm-hmm. to run offices for government with no experience. Yeah, I mean, and like, I would say the most hated person in his cabinet is Bet- Betsy DeVos. And mm-hmm. like, she did like a 60 minute interview that I watched, and the whole time I was like, my God, she is not doing well did you see the snl uh skit about it yeah (laughs) i it was hilarious yeah it it was it was funny because it was true right that was sad i'm not good at my job (laughs) (laughs) no it's not that i don't understand that i'm not good at my job (laughs) it's like oh lord i mean and i and i think this is i feel like basketball has always been more of an inclusive sport when it comes to socioeconomic class too, because you don't need a lot to play basketball. Mm-hmm. You just need some asphalt. Mm-hmm. Well, not even that. If yeah, right. I I practice in gravel. Right. Um, and a bucket, but and that could literally be a, like a bucket that a you like, carton. like a milk carton that you just mm-hmm. like post it up somewhere. You know, like milk crate, not a milk carton. Yeah, milk you can't crate. Fit, but yeah, but like I've also seen buckets that people like, mm-hmm. you know, take take the whole, like yeah, they the cut bottom. the hole out, the bottom out. So, and like that's what people played, you and just it was need a ball. It's all you need is a ball. Mm-hmm. And like I remember like playing basketball with like a soccer ball at one point yeah. because it's like just pump it with enough mm-hmm. air so you could mm-hmm. bounce it, you know. And so, um, I'm appreciative of this league, and it, it makes me really. And I think I'm I'm with you in that like. I'm past anger. Mm-hmm. I'm just like I'm like disgusted. Yeah. Of like what is happening in other leagues in the way that they handle certain situations obviously, but also in our country of like telling athletes to just shut up and dribble to say that like 
your job is to just put a ball in a basket and that's it. Yeah, I mean... The, and, the, like, the... yes, sure, I get irritated when you can't put a free throw in because it's free. Mm. Just do it. Free like, is in the name. Yeah, and so, like, yeah, I can be, like, flipping and be like, that's your job. But it's also, like, they're a person that has many facets of who they are. They are, you know, someone's, you know, wife, their husband, their girlfriend, boyfriend. Like, there's, you know, brother, sister. I'm talking about the WNBA, too. Yeah. Um, because it would say both of those leagues are quite yeah. um, forward-thinking in, in yeah. when it comes to social stuff. Um, so, anyway, I just think it's super dope that, um, that the league... That I'm super dope. We have this cast to talk about it. Yeah. To be honest, like, cause, like, half of our cast would be just us talking garbage if right. it wasn't for basketball. This this is what it all hinges on mm-hmm. is this shared love we have around a league that, frankly, I think for the social fabric of our country matters mm-hmm. because it causes conversation in the same way that Kaepernick caused huge waves in the NFL. Yeah. This league has is a is ripe with social context. It's dripping with social socio historical context. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, no, I just I'm I love the leadership we have. I love what's going on in the league, and I just I'm just glad we didn't go to the White House like the Astros. God, <laughs> that would have just paint. Can you imagine Steph Curry? And Kevin Durant and Steve Kerr. They were just... Standing next to him? No, I think they would beat him up. Like Joe Biden would. Yes, I can't. Like, <laughs> to, to what you just said, the point you made about, you know, you're more than just an athlete. You're more yeah. than a free throw. You're more than a curveball. Yeah. You know? It's like, okay, yeah, you pitched a World Series. Do you have a but you have a brain though too. Yeah. Like, you know, part of the brain you use for and you, you have that. And you have a consciousness of like... Yeah. This person is saying things about others that are not kind. You're just going to go there and say, yeah, here's a jersey we got made for you. Yeah. You gave him a jersey? Yeah. You gave this guy? I think it said 17 on it. It said 17, which I didn't understand. The World Series was in November. Yeah. So it was was 2017. Yeah. Okay. I was like, you... (laughs) No one said that was a bad idea? No one thought, hey, guys. I mean, there were some Patriot players that didn't go to the White House. Right. Um, but they're still, but they still on a what? football team. Yeah. When you look at that picture, it's a massive picture. Yeah, it's, it's still It's still huge. a ton of people. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have gone, but that's just me. Hell no, I wouldn't have gone. Or if I did, I would have gone like, who's the guy on the Bulls who was super socially conscious in the 90s? Got blackballed. I have no idea what he won. Hodges, Craig Hodges, won the three-point shooting competition. He went to the White House with, I believe it was Clinton? Mm Mm-hmm. And that would make sense. And he wore a daishiki. Nice. I didn't remember that. It might have been 91, and it might have been Bush. But he wore a daishiki. Mm. And it was just all africa out. Mm -hmm. It looked like Wakanda walking inside. And he presented him with a, I think he wrote... A one-pager or two-pager about civil rights mm. demands. And everyone said, okay, he's extreme. So we're not going <laughs> to... We're not going to... Craig, we're trading you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're, you're making it a bit... Because, hey, and he talked about it on the Open Run cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, did ever... What was your relationship with Michael like around these conversations? And he was like, listen, 
Michael didn't want any part of these. No, he didn't. That was not his. This jam. league would not be like Michael would only do well on the court. Yeah. Like outside of that, socially. That's and that's why I'm okay sometimes saying that LeBron is one of the greatest to play basketball. Alex sips water with pinky up. <laughs> like I'm, it's hard for me to say that because obviously I'm like kind of holding on to a childhood like. <clears throat> It's unnecessary, like, childhood. And I get it. I feel like every cast is, like, a therapy of, like, Bri, let it go, let it go, let it go. But, um, but I mean, that's why, like, I would consider Steph a great player. Like, yeah. Kevin Durant a great player. Um, Jalen Brown. Like, all of these guys who are like, yeah, we, we have a brain. And we have thoughts about it. And you know what? It's really hot and sexy to think socially conscious, to be socially conscious. You know what we should do? Well, I want the ESPN just put out their the term's not transcendent but the game changers Mm -hmm. list top 100 have you seen that no i haven't seen it they made a top 100 list of the players in nba history i'm talking like the entire all the whole thing annals of history yeah um from when it was really white to now Mm -hmm. (laughs) all black and white photos of guys in short shorts and it just ranks them 100 to 1 of the people who defined and changed the culture of the game hmm and we should we should look at that and examine that on a future cast. Yeah, see if, awesome. see if we agree with the takes. Um, I just wanted to say a huge congratulations to Dame Dalla for being a new dad. He he has a son, Dame Junior. Baby I, Dame Dalla. Yeah. I I mean, yeah. this picture, this child looks stinking cute, like just chubby cheeks and everything. Right here, see it. Mm-hmm. Who the who the mama? I don't know. Probably his girlfriend, wife, person. Damien. Um. And Damien's doing great as far as the league he's, is concerned. He's top five in scoring and an MVP candidate. Did you see his Wakanda Forever shoes that he was wearing? <gasps> oh, those with are vi- great. With vibranium. Vibra- <laughs> <In> vibranium. <laughs> oh, those are great. Um. Yeah. No, they look good. Right. Oh, that's nice. I know. Oh, the headline here from Sporting News is uh, Damian Lillard drops 41 as girlfriend goes into labor. That's Sounds about right. Guy. Sounds that's about right. Guy. Sounds about right. Yeah, priorities. <laughs> I'm going to put 41 points in, and then I'll see you in a little right. bit. <laughs> oh, his girlfriend. His girlfriend cute. Uh, I mean, he's Damian Lillard. sweetheart. I'm into him. He's cool. Um, other than that, I'm like, Steph is out. Um, for a while because he has an ankle injury. Sprained MCL. Ooh, just kidding. It's not... That's not great. But he, mm, he'll he be back in the playoffs at some point. I hope. If he's, you know... Do you see how it happened? Mm-mm. I feel so bad for JaVale McGee. Why? What happened? They were coming down for a rebound. There was another player there from the other team, but... It was friendly fire. JaVale fell down backwards mm-hmm. on the ground and his back leaned into Steph's knee and that's it almost hyperextended it, Oof. but that's what did the MCL sprain. Oof. It was JaVale. Yikes. I felt so but you could see he looked dejected. Oh, I'm sure he felt terrible. Yeah. Well, as uh, Steve Kerr said, they're going to be fine with or without him. So You're right. Because <laughs> have you seen their team? God, we're going to be fine with it. That's not <laughs> the truth, man. That, that if, team, if it ain't anything. That's... I want that team. To, if LeBron James is not a contender, 
for a title against this super squad, then what the hell? Like, yeah. what are we even doing? In the- Why watch basketball? I, JK. I, I would stop <laughs> watching basketball if LeBron James went to the Warriors. He wouldn't do that. No, I hope not. He's not stupid. No, he's not. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't prove us wrong. <laughs> don't prove us wrong. Please, don't do it. Um, that's all I got as far as basketball is concerned because I'm just waiting for the playoffs at this point. Yeah, time's ticking. We'll all right, there. so let's keep it moving and talk about some dope people. Sweet. All right, all right, all right. It is now time to talk about some dope people, and I believe it's my turn first. Go for it. So I am going to kind of cheat and do two people. That's not what we agreed upon I'm sorry when we started this cast 41 episodes ago <laughs> so I need you to get my life together uh, we'll allow it this time um, so first um, is going to be my first person they're, they're related to each other which is why I am they are akin uh, the, the, their stories are related to each other. Oh, okay. So uh, my first person is Radhika Jones. Um, she's an American magazine editor and the fifth editor-in-chief for Vanity Fair magazine. Um, she succeeded uh, this other guy who was part of um, part of Vanity Fair for over 24, 25 years. You don't know the editor-in-chief formally for Vanity Fair? It's Graydon Carter, if you wanted to know. Okay, I just wanted to make sure because I knew. No, oh, did you really? Yeah. <laughs> I interviewed for a job there one time. <laughs> full circle, full Just circle. Um, Radhika Jones is uh, was born in New York to an American father and an Indian mother, um, and she's kind of worked. For, she worked for the New Yorker. She's um, as uh, I think she was editorial director for a department in the in the New York Times, um, editor managing editor for the Times and managing editor for the Paris Review. So she's a big deal in Vanity Fair, right? So she's mm. like editor in chief, I make things happen. Meaning okay. I'm the one that decides who goes on the cover, what stories at the end of the day goes on point, right? I, I affect change. Culture. Yes. And I'm a woman who's making five hundred thousand dollars where my predecessor made two million. So, again, she's new. She literally just started the the gig. I think it was like November of 2017 is when yeah, she started. Yeah. So, Radhika did a really cool thing for this past Vanity Fair. And, um, hold on, let me just pull this up. And had Lena Waith as the cover of Vanity Fair. Lena Waith yes. is, I believe, the second black woman to... Uh, to be on the cover of Vanity Fair and the first queer woman of color to be on the cover of Vanity Fair. Okay. Um, and Lena Waithe for, and so Lena Waithe is my second person. So for, for, for uh, Radhika to pick Lena is a really dope thing, right? I have all this, I have, I have all this power. I could put anyone I want on the cover of Vanity Fair, mm-hmm. but I'm going to pick this up and coming, incredibly already successful you know, actress, writer to be, and who happens to also be a queer woman of color to be in the cover is a really dope thing. Say more about this. So Lena, if you remember, she's originally from Chicago, so Chicago native. Um, And uh, she recently uh, won, she was the first black woman to ever win um, an Emmy for uh, comedy writing. That's cool. For Master of None with Aziz Ansari. She also plays Aziz's 
best friend in the in the in the show oh. um which is interesting especially she hasn't really talked about anything with aziz no one's i don't think anyone's really asked her about it um she's openly um she's openly a lesbian um and her longtime girlfriend um I believe her name is Alana Mayo came with her to the Emmys and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, she is, she along with, um, common, the rapper is a producer for the, the chai, the, uh, the, it's the Chicago showtime, um, TV show. That's, um, kind of talking the dramatics of what it's like living in, in the South side of Chicago, mm-hmm. which is where she grew up. Um, she, uh, wrote for, uh, various web series she's uh, she's just all around like doing really dope things and is you know writing a ton of things for she she ran she i believe she uh was assistant to the executive producer for girlfriends so if that was like a long time ago for bones which was she was a staff writer for bones um master of run she was in the main cast um she was also on this is us um which popular is a show, show. It's a popular show she was just like a character in one of the episodes but she's like making moves and doing really cool things and for radica to to feature her and for her to be featured i think is super dope especially as we end off the month of women I just thought those two very yes. dope women of color should be uh, exalted. That's awesome. Yeah. I like I like your choices. Thanks. Two stories worth telling. Yes, they were related, right? It wasn't. I wasn't just pulling yeah. things out of my butt. We did. We did. You know, I was a little skeptical. Yes, but of course. That was worth the it's price. It's mostly of because I was a woman. I get it. Yeah, look, I'm I'm a little sick of March. If we're being honest here, <laughs> there's just a lot of feminine energy. So Sorry, buddy. let's get into April and let's tone it down a bit. Okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> just, Get back that to was... his story instead of her story. <laughs> oh, Jesus. No, <laughs> oh, I'm God. just joking, everyone. Yes. Let's, let's... I, I really hope everyone knows that that was absolute you can't sarcasm. can't see my face, but <laughs> it's, it's not agreeing with my words. Um, all right. So who's your person? Listen, I am going to do something similar and talk about a first black woman to do something. Okay. And uh, I think it's going to tickle your feather. So I am choosing... Lucia, a.k.a. Lucy Harris, not Lucy Harris Stewart. She's the first and only woman to be drafted by the NBA. What? Say more. Lucy Harris uh, was born February 10th, 1955. She's 63 years old now. She's born in Minter City, Mississippi. Uh, She's a former American basketball player. Harris is considered to be one of the pioneers of women's basketball, one of the many, um, but she played for Delta State University and won three consecutive Association for Intercollegiate Athletics for Women National Championships. She's cleaning up. Cool. Um, uh, the, the national. It was the predecessor to the NCAA. That's sure. what it is. They shortened it to a better acronym. Yeah. Um, in the international level, she represented the United States national team and won the silver medal in 1976 Olympic Games, the first ever women's basketball tournament in the Olympic Games. She was a part of that. Wow. Um, she played professional basketball with the Houston Angels of the Women's Professional Basketball League, WBL. Mm-hmm. Been around professionally yeah. for a while, actually, yeah. women's basketball. And was the first and only woman ever officially drafted by the National Basketball Association. Um so she was drafted in 1977 by the New Orleans Jazz. Ah, oh, now the Utah Jazz. Now the Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. And so if you're ever wondering, like, 
Why are they called the Jazz? It's because you don't really think of Jazz when you think of Utah. No. It's because they moved from New Orleans. Yeah. And I remember you sense. told us that in a cast. Did I? Yeah. Because <clears throat> I didn't know that. Oh. Okay. Well, <laughs> I hate to repeat myself. Redundancy is, you know, one of my flaws. Um, I would say uh, she got married. Uh, she was a six foot three black woman, so she was she tall. She she was playing some some center, yeah, some post um, for her achievements and contributions to the Delta State University. Harris was inducted into the Delta State Hall of Fame uh, in 1983. In 1992, Harris and former player Nira White became the first two women ever inducted into the Nate Smith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. Mm. She's one of the first women ever inducted That's into awesome. the Hall of Fame. She also became the first African American woman inductee ever. Wow. That's huge. That's so huge. In 1983, no less. No, wait. 1992, even. That's so late. Yeah. That's stupid late. Anyway, but she was the first. In 1998, Harris, along with her college coach, Margaret Wade, and her teammates in the national team, uh, and a few other people, were named among the 26 inaugural inductees to the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame. Um, She's also been named to the International Women's Sports Hall of Fame. She just basically crushed it. Yeah, I'm into it. She, from what I read, was inducted she was drafted in the seventh round by the jazz Mm -hmm. but because of the timing of it she was thinking you know i'm a six foot three player who dominates inside with women right but six foot three in the nba is a different story right and i'd have to play some outside game and my shot is not so strong in that respects uh, in respect um and she got pregnant at the time so she couldn't report for training camp sure so typical men screwing things up uh for women and so she couldn't, she didn't report for a training camp or any of that, but uh, she thought it was kind of like a public stunt that they were doing. Right. And so she kind of, but technically, you do not have to be a man to play in the NBA. And that's what that showed. And so she decided, uh, I'm not going to do it, but it's nice to know I could if, if a woman wanted to play in the NBA. So mm. there you go. I mean, that is dope. Lucia Harris. I'm into it. Man, good good dope people. And great job, month of March, for... All your madness. All of, all of the madness. <laughs> Go Ramblers. Um, and for the dope women that we've uh, been able to mm-hmm. showcase, which is super awesome. Yeah. Um, I think that's all that we have for today. So, anything else you got to close off the night no have a good one all right continue to follow us and tell us how what, what you're feeling all those wonderful things and uh be dope and we'll catch you later you, you need to go rest your back i need to i need to rest my back because I'm, <laughs> I'm i'm ready to i'm ready to bounce all right folks we'll catch you next week see ya